Hello and welcome to the Reading Ramble, our regular podcast brought to you by Lancashire Libraries. On today's podcast, we've got Robin, Amy and I'm Heather. Robin is a big fan of historical fiction and his favourite authors are are Willy Blotin and Bernard Corn. Hipster Robin likes beer, coffee and alternative music and has recently been filmed for a Cinnabon advert. But of course, other gigantic cinnamon snacks are available. Amy enjoys horror fiction, Neil Gaiman and Shirley Jackson being some of her favourites. Amy used to help out with static displays of Birds of Prey before entering the world of libraries and is currently one of the only bibliotherapy officers in the country. I'm Heather and something of a vintage enthusiast and I enjoy reading British crime classics while sipping her Horlicks and munching on some Worcester sauce crisps. Heroes in Literature is our theme for today's podcast. Okay, so today's first topic, what is a hero? What kind of characteristics make up a good hero? So Robin, what what do you think? So I think that a hero's got to be fundamentally good. Uh, I think I suppose they've got to have a good soul, um, good intentions. And I think those intentions have got to be clear. You've got to know what they want to achieve. I think that at, at the end of the day, you've got to know that they're probably going to win, that they're going to overcome the adversity and uh, succeed in the story. And I think you can take comfort in that knowledge that although there will be peril in the way, I think the idea of a happy ending is always, uh, um, you know, it's something to look for in a, in a good hero. Absolutely. I mean, they're that epitome of good, aren't they? You go, you go into a story and you know that those are the good guys and they're going to come out on top at the end. How about you, Heather? I'm not sure about that. I, I think courage and determination are definite uh, traits that I'd be looking for in a hero. But I'm not sure if you have to be able to pick out the hero at the beginning of a book. I'm not sure if you can just see a hero emerging over time. I guess, you know, I'm thinking of characters like Snape in the Harry Potter series that over time you realize that he really is a hero but he never has the appearance of it he's not always particularly nice in fact quite often he's horrible um but you uh you are aware of that emerging characteristic of him being more courageous because he doesn't necessarily want the appearance of it Absolutely. And I suppose with a character like Snape as well, I mean, um, heroes, you always expect that, you know, they win, everything goes their way. And Snape's a really interesting one because he doesn't win. Uh, And if anything, nothing really goes well for Snape. Um, He doesn't get the ending that he was hoping for. So it's almost like he's a tragic hero, really, because you understand his motives and, you know, his struggles through the entire story. But the fact that he doesn't get that payoff in the end, like most heroes do, it it makes for quite a, a sad story, really. And if anything, it makes you even more invested in, in that hero. Um, so Snape's a fantastic uh, example. Yeah, I think Snape's really an, an interesting one to talk about. Uh, I think that some people will definitely see him 
still as a villain, even though the story changes and the way that you perceive him at the end of the story is very much different to how you perceive him in those first few books. Um, and, you know, you get to the end of The Deathly Hallows and you find out that in that that flash-forward period that Harry's named his son Severus. Uh, so you, you, I think he's definitely portrayed at that point, and I think J.K. Rowling would see it as so, as he is he's very much a hero. But I think people that have read the books would still, a lot of them would still have difficulty with him as a hero. And I think he certainly is a very much a complicated hero, which is, is probably a, a good place to be. Yeah, and it definitely brings into into question those kind of anti-heroes and those kind of villains that maybe start off as villains and then transition to heroes. But equally, you get heroes that kind of fall from the path of good and, and end up becoming the villain as well. So it, it does definitely make for um, a really good story because it's got that complexity to it where it's it's not just black and white, good versus evil. It can be quite muddy and grey in the middle. So yeah, lots of characters, I think, come out in, in stories sometimes um, that kind of follow both paths, if you will. Yeah, I, I spoke to a friend about this last week, and um, they were saying that, in, in their opinion, a hero has to have had challenges and gone through a difficult upbringing, have a troubled background, to sort of give them that underdog mentality. Um, and I, I don't necessarily think that, that has to be the case, but if you, it, it, it is an interesting point. If you do take that example that we've been talking about of Harry Potter and, and Harry himself as a hero, he has had a very challenging upbringing. He, you know, brought up with the Dursleys that did not treat him well at all, and um, his parents he obviously died at a very young age. And I think it, it does it made him who he is. It made him the hero that he became in those stories. Uh, so I think it is certainly um, worthy of discussion that that point of whether a hero needs to have had adversity in their background. Yeah, I, I think it sort of, I suppose it makes them a little bit more three-dimensional, doesn't it? To, to have some sort of backstory or to have some sort of um, uh, issues running through their life that they're battling that as well as battling whatever it is that, that the book talks about. I think it just makes them a lot more relatable to people as well. If they're a bit of an underdog, I think people kind of almost identify with that underdog because whether you feel like you are one or, you know, some of the struggles that they've coped with. I know in Harry Potter, um, obviously Harry struggled growing up with his aunt rather than growing up in a family with his, his mum and his dad. And that there will be people out there who can relate to that as well. And to find that obviously he's the hero of the story and that that can be an outcome. I think it's it's a really lovely thing sometimes and it gives people quite a lot of hope as well. Mm, I think I think um, in a way I feel like, you know, quiet determination is a more heroic trait than muscles and guns and macho, um, I think. <laughs> What I think makes for quite an interesting discussion is morally ambiguous heroes. So those those heroes that are um, a little uh, less black and white. They uh, they will take a not always the the right way, uh, the right choice, make the right choice, but they will uh, make decisions that you know question, make you question them as a reader, while still knowing that they are fundamentally a good person. They are fundamentally a hero. Um, what what do you guys think about that kind of idea of a morally ambiguous hero? I suppose a good one is, uh, and a classic one, is Robin Hood. Um, 
he obviously steals from the rich to give to the poor. That's that you you would like to think they're all good intentions there, but maybe it's a little bit morally ambiguous because that's not quite the way he should have gone about it. Um, but at the end of the day, you still class Robin Hood as that hero. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'd I'd kind of agree with that. I think you know humans aren't a hundred percent good and or a hundred percent bad. Well, I'd like to think that they're they're not that. Um, but I, you know, I, I think that you know, various times in your life, you can um, respond to different situations in ways that you might think that was a little bit uncharacteristic. But it doesn't mean that overall you're uh, a bad person. I think you can still come out as a hero in in books um, without being making the right decisions. And I think that's that that just makes them fallible and um, believable, I think. I think that the kind of the morally ambiguous thing is also a sort of alternative to the underdog. So where, so if, say, a hero has had a difficult childhood or a difficult upbringing, that's a way of lending that character sympathy, which makes you root for them more. And the morally ambiguous kind of characters, I think that's another way of just lending them sympathy, that they've had to make hard decisions and you know that they're not doing it because they want to do something evil they're doing it because they just have to get you know they have to get through this situation to to uh, to, to to win or uh, to yeah to get to the other side yeah yeah I, I think i think sherlock holmes is a really interesting mm. example isn't it because he doesn't come across as a terribly nice guy does he he, he sort of he, he has really odd traits and um you know he's sort of um drug addiction and various other things that are alluded to in the book which Obviously, maybe in Victorian times may have not stood out in quite the way that they stand out now. But, um, uh, you know, I think I think it's interesting in the Sherlock books because sometimes I almost feel like Watson is more of the hero because if it wasn't for Watson, his quiet determination, his good advice, actually, I'm not sure Sherlock Holmes would be anything. And maybe sometimes heroes need a bit of balance with another character in order to develop um, their own views and how they respond to situations. I think a really good example of that as well is um, in Lord of the Rings with uh, Frodo and Sam. They're, they're both heroes and Frodo always struggles with this, you know, the power of the ring and the, the quest that they're on to go to Mordor and he, he's always struggling and going from one end to the other whereas Sam's more that stability throughout the series and again I think without Sam Frodo wouldn't have got to the end of that quest and they, they wouldn't have been as successful with without that support so yeah like you were saying Heather I think that second character sometimes really uh, really helps the the other hero as well. I think in the same book um and less obvious as a, of a hero, but Boromir, he, he goes through the same kind of tribulations. He's corrupted by the, the power of the ring being and, and like the idea of what it could do to his town and, and his people and how it could help his people. And, and you know, all, the only reason he wants it is because he wants to help people. But the way he goes about it, kind of like Snape, I suppose, he's a is, he, you know, he he gets corrupted by it and he does things that perhaps aren't heroic. So we're starting to think about who our favourite heroes are and, you know, thinking about the 
the books that we've read and who stand out across all of those books as, as the heroes that we kind of think of the sort of the paradigm of, of heroes. And in our recent discussion on Facebook with our library book chat group, um, we had a few suggestions about who some of those heroes could be. Atticus Finch, Anne Frank, Paddington, Sam Vimes, Hamlet, James Bond, even Matilda and Charlie from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So there's a whole range there of people who are, are heroes and uh, for very different reasons. And we're just going to talk a little bit about uh, who our personal heroes are. So Robin, what's, what's your thoughts on that? So I, I thought about it for quite a while. And I think some of the ones that we've already mentioned, like um, from Lord of the Rings, like Frodo, I think would be a really good shout. But I think my my hero that I would choose from um, from all of literacy is uh, literature is Richard Sharp from Bernard Cornwell's Sharp series. Uh, it's someone that I started to read as a sort of mid teenager. And there's been at least 20, 25 books in the series. And it follows um, character that was obviously popularized in the television series by Sean Bean, um, Richard Sharp, who was a, a private soldier in the British Army fighting in India. And it followed him how uh, from that stage, from being a private soldier to saving Lord Wellington's life and becoming an officer and all of the difficulties he, that he faced from being a, a man raised up from the ranks to being an officer and as he progressed throughout his career to the Battle of Waterloo um, and all the heroic deeds that he did and it's a proper um, it's, it's a proper story of, of of grit and determination and never say die and um, proper scrapes he's, he's not a good man well, he's a good man but he does things that aren't necessarily good and uh, he's um yeah he's just someone that I always just really uh, enjoyed reading action stories featuring him. He was uh yeah so I'd say Richard Sharp's my my book hero. That that sounds like a good choice, Robin. Amy, what about you? Again, it was a tough choice. It was a it was a tough choice, but after a lot of soul searching and uh, recollection back through my childhood, um I end of the day it came down to Westley um good old Westley from the Princess Bride by William Goldman um I think Westley is just one of those heroes where you just love him um just the quotes he comes out with but also the story and the struggles that he goes through um obviously he starts off as that young farm boy um trying to get buttercup's affections and you know saying as you wish all the time um, and then his journey off to um, fight, seek fortune so that he can marry his love, um, going on a bit of a side adventure to become the Dread Pirate Roberts, um, but then obviously coming back, um, finding Buttercup again, uh, going through the fire swamp, going through the zoo of death. I mean, there's just so many trials and tribulations that Wesley goes through for the love of Buttercup, and that that bit at the end where where they uh where they come out of it and they run away together on uh white horses i mean it's just a lovely a lovely story but i think because it's it's almost like a fairy tale for adults as well um so it's it it, it just speaks to you on so many levels and interestingly wesley i mean he's not the only hero in that story either i mean it's very interesting the journey that some of the other characters go on like um Fezzik and 
uh, an ego. I mean, throughout the entire story, I mean, you start off thinking, oh, they're, they're the villains, they've kidnapped Buttercup, but as they kind of go through the story and, you know, they they start to look out for Wesley and they they help um, to rescue Buttercup at the end. So there's there's lots of different types of heroes in that book as well. So it's it's just, it's got lovely um, texture to it and complexity to it. And there's just, there's just so many things to love in that book. I can't gush about it enough. I think that's such a great shout um, and it's not something I'd, I'd think about I mean, I, it's a it's a story that I love both the book and the film The Princess Bride um, and I, I think of the characters in it Anigo would probably be my hero because he's just I don't know there's just something so fun about him um, and I love that however many years I don't know how old that film is but um, that the, 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 he's now essentially a meme um, the, the, <laughs> I, 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 he's such a great character um, but yeah, Wesley's a great shout as a hero. It, it is. I, I absolutely agree with that. I, it was one that I thought, I wish I'd thought of that because yeah, yeah, such a such a great hero. And I, I also liked, um, you know, some of the ones on our list. I mean, I, I loved Paddington as the hero. I, I just love the fact that actually Paddington does bring that household together, and uh, you know, for a little bear. I just, I think that's that's lovely. That's lovely. I guess my my favourite, um, going back to Harry Potter again, would be uh, Neville Longbottom. And I like Neville because he is the underdog from the word go. And, you know, he's, he's battling with adversity from the start of his life. And, um, you know, for his parents to have suffered at the hands of, of Voldemort, not to be killed, but to be tortured. And for Neville to still actually even get to school i think he's pretty amazing and that every time somebody puts him down he doesn't sort of respond to that and he, he isn't sort of like um he, he isn't uh, physical at all is it you know every time he responds you know he takes that knock and he just doesn't do anything with it it just parks him and somehow he uses all that negative energy to help build him as a character and you know he understands that his power is in knowledge and in goodness and i think sometimes that's a really hard shout to make because that's the slow burn isn't it you know the the route to heroism for so many people seems to be a physical act but for for neville it's all about that slow burn of learning and slowly and slowly becoming more and more respected until you know that that bit right at the end in that last book and you just think go on Neville go on you know because at that point he's he's thinking you know Harry's dead and he's still willing to kind of stand up against Voldemort and you know I just have a lump in my throat when I think about Neville I absolutely love him that's it I suppose you see his progression because you start off with this kind of timid and meek little boy um and you know he's always like oh why is it always me and to go from that and he does really step up to the challenge and towards the end especially when harry and the golden trio go off to hunt for horcruxes and the fact that neville steps up and takes that kind of leadership role to kind of lead all the students in hogwarts and look out for them all look out for the first years while they've got the death eaters as the um the teachers as well and like you say heather as well when that moment where he grabs the sword of gryffindor i mean you you can't whether you're reading it or watching it you've got to shout for neville because i mean good on him <laughs> 
and and throughout it all, it, I mean, one, it could have been him. It could have all could the, the book could have been called Neville Longbottom and the Philosopher's Stone. Uh, but also, it, he's suffered just as much tragedy as everyone. His parents have gone through in the, the the worst of the worst, and he's still standing. And like you say, he started off as a meek little boy, and he he, he turned into a, a bit of a, a proper lion of a hero, didn't he? So yeah, it's, did. a, it's a wonderful shout. He did. I think for me, Neville Longbottom. It should be called Neville Longbottom and the and the trial against adversity. I think that that would be that would be the name of the series for me. I think. There are plenty of other heroes that you know we didn't didn't get onto our our top three, aren't there? And um, you know, I think it'd be interesting to talk about some of those. I mean, I think on the uh, Facebook group, you know, James Bond had come up, and what do we think about James Bond? Because that's 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 not an easy thing no. to to uh, to work out. I think James Bond is really interesting. I I've not read many of the Bond books. I've struggled with them, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I found, and mainly because of that, because I didn't find him likable. Um, I just didn't find him a likable character. And I think that the at some kind of core core way, you've got to like a hero. Um, and I, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> but again, he is another, as we talked about earlier, he's a, a complicated character um, and he's got people's best interests at heart, but he will t- do anything to achieve his goals. And I think um, maybe, maybe the, the problem is for me is that he seems like a hero from another time. I don't think he's a hero for today. I think that's a really good good point. I I think sometimes reading sort of with contemporary eyes on a book that's been written, you know, a while ago, you kind of you just it's things jar, don't they? And um and I think you know for me, I think as well. I I've read um some of the James Bond books. Um, partly because they brought them out with fantastic new covers and I just thought they looked beautiful and I've got to read one of these and um, and actually it was hard Uh, you know he was sort of saying things and doing things that I kind of you know felt a bit morally corrupt really so um, I, I did I did struggle with it with contemporary eyes what about you Amy have you read any of the uh I mean, sadly, it's the, the same as Robin, really. It's never a series I've, I've managed to get into. Um, again, just because I, d- I don't find him that likeable. Um, it would have been interesting to read the series in its time and as it when it first came out, because you, you would just have a completely different perspective. But obviously now in a time where there's just certain things he comes out with where you wince and you know they, they try to glamorize that he's this womanizer and it yeah you just cringe at it now um and you, you get that he's you know the bigger picture he's you know he's working for the british uh, secret service and um you know he 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 does go out and do her- heroic things for as part of his job but at the same time he's still quite selfish um he's always thinking about his own wants and desires which sometimes doesn't really come across that well in a kind of heroic character um so yeah I, I really struggle with James Bond I, I suppose I don't really see him as a as a hero but at the same time he's not a villain so he just kind of falls into that kind of grey area really yeah yeah I, I think I think you're right because when I started thinking about it 
I because I like British crime classics, I was kind of thinking about the Poirots and the Miss Marples of the world and kind of wondering, do I pitch them as a as a hero or are they not heroes at all? Are they just like investigating the truth? And is 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 that it? You know, I, 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 I suppose I that's it, isn't it? I mean, with a hero, is a hero their job? Like, is their job to be a hero or are they just a hero through their own natural goodwill and their actions? Mm, it's, mm. You do think about it differently when it's their part of their career. Yeah, yeah. I think some of those, like those ones that you mentioned there, Heather, I think they're almost conduits for the story mm. and that the story happens around, around them. But really, there, there isn't a huge amount of sort of um, d- direction to the characters so that they are... They're, they're, they're good people that get to the end of a story mm. but they don't they don't it's not them that you're willing to victory it's you want the crime to be solved and you yes. want a satisfying resolution yes 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 because I also wondered about um the 39 steps which I, I really like as a book and uh um Richard Hannay as as they kind of as that character and and I kind of thought is he a hero or is he just trying to clear his name and is there not anything terribly um <laughs> heroic about that he's just trying to clear his name that's all he's trying to do um and again I think you know interesting with the the tone of the writing because there are things about that that you kind of go oh you know with my eyes looking at that today I I, I you know there are things you know, class and all of those things that kind of play in there that you, you can kind of feel more uncomfortable with, I think, sometimes reading a, a more period piece. Do you think that a book needs to have a character, uh, a hero? Mm, that's Some a good that. point. That's a good point. Some yeah. that spanner in the works. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It, I, I guess it probably, does a, does a book always need a, a character that you root for? And that may not be be a hero but it's a, a character that you kind of root for i don't know yeah i, I don't think know. that's probably accurate I, I think that that yeah there needs to be someone there needs to be something that you are yeah rooting yeah for, as you said i have to admit i am guilty of not finishing books if i can't find one likable character yeah if there's not yeah. at least one likable character then i'm i'm sorry i can't finish it because i just think it's i can't get invested in it because it's like i'm not rooting for anyone i'm <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't care if you know what happened to any of them because i don't like any of them yeah 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 I, I i do find that sometimes with the spy novels i kind of think oh you know, I thought you were the good guy and you've just done something that I kind of feel like mm, that's not appropriate. <laughs> I realise you might have done it in your job and in defence of the nation, but I, I, I struggle with it as an ethical act. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, Amy. Many, many books put down because I can't find a likeable picture that I'm rooting for, I think. Our next podcast is all about villains in literature. So join us then as we discuss those characters we love to hate.